an anointed, powerful word that will change your life from Treasure Coast Victory Center. Be blessed as your faith goes from one level of glory to another level of glory. Psalm 115, here we go. Let's start in verse 14. The Lord shall increase you more and more, you and your children. You are blessed of the Lord which made heaven and earth, the heaven, even the heavens are the Lord's, but the earth has he given to the children of who? Men. Now we all know this, we've seen this scripture before, but it just shows you the division between God and rulership in heaven. You have been given rulership and dominion here on the earth. The earth belongs to man. You don't own it, you are here basically to take care of the earth, that belongs to God. Say, I'm a manager, manager. on the earth. earth. Alright, go to Luke 17. We're going to talk about one of the keys to the kingdom this morning, which may be the most important key of all, if you want to live a kingdom life. And you need to live a kingdom life where we're at right now with things going on. All right, Luke chapter 17, are you there? All right, look at verse 20. And when he was demanded of the Pharisees, when the kingdom of God should come, he answered them and said, the kingdom of God comes not with observation. Neither shall they say, Lo here, or Lo it's over there, for behold, the kingdom of God is where? Now notice, the kingdom of God is actually where? It is on the inside of each and every one of us here. That's why he said you can't look over there and the kingdom of God's in Stewart. You can't look over there, the kingdom of God's in Vero Beach. The kingdom of God is actually on the inside of who? It's on the inside of you. The Spirit of God's on the inside of you. The kingdom of God with all its power, with all its authority, with everything that God has, has already been placed on the inside of you. Therefore, earth is not basically the kingdom of God. You are the kingdom of God. Every place you go, the kingdom of God goes with you and in you on the inside. So it doesn't matter. Even if you go to a different country, how many know the kingdom of God is still on the inside of you? So the kingdom of God is on the inside of us. All the power is on the inside of us. Our job is to enforce His will here on earth as it is in heaven. In other words, we're here to enforce peace right now, joy right now, healing right now, deliverance right now, power right now, authority right now. We're here to enforce that in people's life, but you cannot do it by shoving it down their throat once again. This kingdom message, I tell you what, you've got to be very delicate with the thing because the problem is you're getting smarter than everybody else. And one thing that's very dangerous, the Bible says, is knowledge. Because knowledge puffs you up, but love builds you up. So just because you know more than somebody else, you've got to figure out how to relay that information to them without you trying to look like the smartest person in the world and making them look like the dumbest person in the world. Are you following me? So basically you know about kingdom living. So we are here to spread the kingdom. And what better chance right now do we have in people's life than to bring peace and to bring joy by the Spirit of God who's on the inside of me. So wherever I go, the kingdom of God is there because the kingdom of God is on the inside of who? Me. All right, go to Colossians chapter 1. All right, Colossians chapter 1, look at verse 13, it says, Who has delivered us from the power of darkness and has translated us into the kingdom of his dear son. Notice again, 
who has delivered us from the power of what? And has translated us into what? The kingdom of his son. So notice, we, we all know that Adam and Eve, when they failed and when they sinned, mankind lost their dominion at that time. They basically lost rulership here on the earth. They lost the kingdom of God here on the earth. Jesus came back to restore the kingdom of God to mankind. He went to the cross. He suffered for your sins so that you could be declared righteous. Say, I'm righteous. Now, notice, you're not righteous because of what you did. You're righteous because of what? He did. So you've been placed in right standing with God. Why is this righteousness so important? So that you could be filled once again with the Spirit of God and have the kingdom of God on the inside of you. But when they, of course, they fell, that was lost. Here it talks about two kingdoms. Say two kingdoms. How many know there are only two kingdoms in the earth realm right now spiritually? There's a kingdom of God and a kingdom called what? Darkness. Thank you. Darkness. Say darkness. Now, whenever you see darkness in the Bible, most of the time it's dealing with ignorance, it's dealing with lack of knowledge, it's dealing with keeping you from knowing anything, keeping you from knowledge. Basically, you've been translated into the kingdom of light. Say light. Light in the Bible means knowledge, wisdom, understanding, revelation, all those things. What Wendy just read a little while ago basically was a proverb, and if you go back and read it, you find out that there's people who go along in their life and they don't seek the knowledge of God. And they don't seek the wisdom of God. And they could care less about what God thinks until they get in trouble. Mm -hmm. yes. Then we become spiritual, don't we? Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Yes. So what are they doing? Then they're pressing into the wisdom and knowledge. But it says if you do that, when you press in, it's too late. You've got to start doing it on an everyday basis and get the light of the knowledge of the kingdom of God and God's way of doing things rather than the natural way, which is in darkness, which basically is in ignorance. Say ignorance. So here I am. I was born into the kingdom of God by the new birth. I got saved, born again, praise God, at the age of 30. I'm excited for the things of God. But how many know mentally I was still as stupid spiritually? as I was before I got saved. The only thing that got changed was me, the real me or the spirit on the inside changed natures and got the nature of God on the inside of me. But my thought processes, my will, my mind and emotions and imaginations and all that stuff didn't change at all. I had to change that. And the only way you can change that is through knowledge. Knowledge that comes in on the inside of you. Knowledge that you understand. I mean, before you were saved and some of you were saved for years before you found out God even wanted to heal you. And some other people are still out there, been in a church 40 years, don't even believe in tongues. Well, that's a bunch of gibberish. No, you're ignorant. See, it's ignorance. The devil wants to keep you ignorant. He wants to keep you ignorant of what's going on in the world actually right now, spiritually. So wherever you get your knowledge from or where you get your information from is where you're going to form your opinion, and you live by your opinions and your beliefs, and if you've got the wrong knowledge coming in, you're going to form the wrong opinions and you're going to do the wrong things. You're going to do it the world's way, and the world's way is never going to... It may look good for a little bit, but sooner or later, it's going to fall apart. So knowledge, say knowledge. How I many know knowledge must be important? All right, go to Proverbs chapter 2. We'll just run through these real quick. It don't matter what you run into or what you face. If you have the knowledge to handle the situation, it's not a situation. The only time you've got problems is when you don't know how to handle the situation that comes into your life because you don't have knowledge of it. So what do you do? You call somebody who has more knowledge than you, who has knowledge of the situation, so they can tell you how to handle the situation so you can handle the situation. Now, are they better than you? No. They just have more knowledge than you do in that situation. So knowledge is important, and especially in the natural, it's, it's important, but it's also important in the spirit more than anything how to live in the kingdom of God. All right, Proverbs chapter 2, look at verse 1. 
My son or my daughter, if you will receive my words and hide my commandments with thee, so that thou incline thy ear unto wisdom and apply thy heart to understanding, yet if thou criest after knowledge and lift up thy voice for understanding, how many of you is telling you to go after this? If thou seekest her as silver and searchest for her as hidden treasures, then thou shalt understand the fear of the Lord, and they will find the knowledge of who? The knowledge of who? Now, how many know the knowledge of God is more important than any kind of other knowledge you're getting out of there? You can read a natural book on anything you want to read. You're going to get knowledge, but it may not be the knowledge of God if they're thinking in a different way than you are, and that's not going to help you. Here it says, the way you go after money, the way you go after silver, the way you go after gold, you need to go after knowledge more than that. But how many know 99.9% of people in the world today, their number one goal is money? Number one goal is wealth. Number one goal is having things. But you'll have those things, but I guarantee you, you'll lose those things unless you have the knowledge of God before you get those things. So he says, go for knowledge here. That's what you want to go. Where am I going to get knowledge? Well, I'm glad you asked. Look at verse 6. For the Lord gives wisdom, and out of his mouth comes knowledge and what? Now notice this. He lays up sound wisdom for the? How many of you are the righteousness of God? So notice, he's got all this wisdom and knowledge of how to live in the kingdom, how to live financially, how to live in your marriage, how to raise your kids, how to do all this. He's got all this stuff stored up for the righteous, but they're too busy seeking the knowledge of the world, trying to do things the world's way, listening to how they invest, how they do this, how they do that, rather than following what God wants you to do with his knowledge in your life. So basically he's saying here, it's better than gold, it's better than silver to seek the knowledge of God. Go up to Proverbs chapter 8. Proverbs chapter 8, look at verse 10. Receive my instructions and not silver, and knowledge rather than choice gold. For wisdom is better than rubies, and all the things that may be desired are not to be compared to it. I, wisdom, dwell with the prudence and find out knowledge of witty inventions. Say witty inventions. Notice, once again, it tells you, get off the gold mindset, get off the money mindset, get off the silver mindset, and get on my wisdom and my knowledge, and God will show you how to prosper in every single area of your life through his knowledge of doing things rather than in the world's way of doing things. Rather than cheating and robbing and working 14 jobs and trying to store money and all this stuff, find out how God's way is for your life through the knowledge of God. It's better than seeking money. It's better than seeking gold. How many know we don't do that? We get our little scripture for the day, and then we go to work for nine hours, and we come home and eat and go to bed. Then we get up the next morning, and we read our little scripture, and you're not going after the knowledge of God at all. You're just doing a religious thing to try to make God happy that you did something for him that day, that, look, Lord, I read the Bible or whatever. But there is knowledge and there and wisdom here well beyond the natural knowledge and the natural wisdom of how to do things. And what we need to go after is knowledge. Why do we need so much knowledge? Because we have so much ignorance. We're ignorant of things. We don't understand things. We think we know how to do things. Well, this is the way mom and dad did it. Well, how spiritual were they? Come on. Did they even ever read the Bible? Well, no. Then their knowledge is not what you want, probably. Are you following me? So the knowledge and wisdom that we get from the Word of God is what, what makes us successful. It what makes us prosper. It what makes us in every single area of our life. And I'll tell you what, this will eliminate fear because if something comes against you that you know how to handle, you're not afraid. But if you don't know how to handle it, ever heard this? I'm so afraid I don't know what to do. Yeah, you're absolutely right. You're going to be afraid. You know why? Because you don't know what to do. You know why? Because you don't have knowledge in that situation that tells you how to handle that situation. If you did, there would be no fear. 
in that situation. See, if we came to a place where we understood that God's power and our authority and where he put us and our, the healing belongs to us and all this stuff, something like this, the next time it comes around will not move you the way it moved you this time. It won't even bother you next time. You say, well, that's too bad for the world. I'm going to pray for them and do all I can to help them. Praise God, I am exempt. Exempt from this thing. I've been healed 25,000 years ago. Praise God, not too bad. I got power, I got might, and I've got authority. And you can't just write a scripture. You've got to use your authority. You've got authority in your mouth and in your heart, but whatever's in your heart's going to come out, and if it's not the Word of God and not authority, then you're going to be talking in line. You're going to be speaking things you don't need to be speaking. You're going to be talking about things you don't need to talk about. So that's why we need to stay in the knowledge of God. Say the knowledge of God. Knowledge. All right, go to 2 Corinthians chapter 4. All right, 2 Corinthians chapter 4, look at verse 3. But if our gospel, what does the gospel mean? But if our good news be hid, it is hid to them that are lost, in whom the God, little g, O-D of this world, has blinded the minds of them which believe not, unless the light knowledge of the glorious gospel of Christ, who is the image of God, should do what? Shine on them. Right here. Here is your battle. Here is your life's battle. Here is your kingdom battle. Here is your spiritual battle. What is it? There's a little G-O-D in this world who wants to keep you ignorant because he rules in ignorance. Not that he's ignorant, but he must keep you ignorant because every time you come out of your ignorance and understand the light of the glory of the word of God and the gospel, you get free in that area. So every time you get more revelation from this word, it tells you to change something. Say, change something. See, people go to church for 40 years and don't change anything. They think they're just supposed to go there, sit underneath the word. Hallelujah. Good job, pastor. But if you're not changing along with the words I'm giving you, you're not going no place. See, there's going to have to be changes in your life of the way you do things, the way you adjust to things, the way you respond to things. What is that? It's when the light of the glorious gospel comes in. So here he says, basically, there is a glorious gospel, a glorious good news that's available to everybody. But notice, he's blinding what? Blinding what? Not blinding your eyes, is he? He could care less whether you see with these things. He wants to blind your mind from the things. So people get saved, they get born again, then they live in guilt the rest of their life simply because they don't know that Jesus actually forgave them their life. And, and then they try to do things to make up for their sins and they try to do everything. How I many know that's not going to work? Because once you were born again, your sins were taken and thrown into the depths of the sea. They're as far as the east is from the west. But if you don't have that knowledge, how I many know you can live your whole life in guilt? You can live just being an unworthy sinner with no power your whole life, and you die and go to heaven, but you'll live in hell for the next 60 years of your life simply because you did not have knowledge that comes to you through the Word of God that tells you who you are in Christ Jesus. The Bible says you are a brand new creation. Well, if you're new, then you've got to find out what happened. You're a new creation in Christ Jesus. The old things have passed away and all things now have become new in my life, so I want to find out who I am. And when he says, I'm more than a conqueror, I said, yep. That's me. That's me right there. And this is a victory that overcomes the world, even my faith in the Word. Well, I'm going to put faith in the Word then when anything comes. Why? Because that gives me victory over the entire world. See, you just can't go along and ride the waves of the natural. Or you're going to be up. And up. Here we go. And down. We're going to go through this. 
And praise God, we're going to come out of it, praise God. And we're going to go through another one. You can't do it that way. You've got to stay on even keel because you have the knowledge of the kingdom of God. So the, so the light of the gospel is coming in. What for? To open your eyes. The Bible says when you get born again or receive the kingdom, you will then be able to see the kingdom in John 3. In other words, until that time, you were under nothing but natural knowledge the whole time. Whatever they told you to do on TV, whatever they told you to do in school, whatever they told you, that's what you did. That's all you knew. But once you get born again, how many know some things opened up for you on the inside? All at once, my God, I don't know what happened. I, was once, I read the Bible and it actually made sense for the first time in my life. It was actually talking to me. Before that, it was just a book. What happened? It opened up your spirit, brought your spirit alive again. So now your, your spirit hungers and seeks the knowledge of God and the wisdom of God and the understanding of God. It wants to live that way. It knows it's the best way to live. But then we've got our outside here and our feelings and our emotions and we ain't got time and we're too tired and it's not really that important and it doesn't make any difference. I'll tell you, knowledge is what keeps you free in every single area of your life, praise God. And the more knowledge and the more wisdom you get about every single area in your life, the more you're going to live free in every single area of your life. Go to Ephesians chapter 5. I didn't have to do an introduction this morning because Wendy did. All right, Ephesians chapter 5, look at verse 8. For you were sometimes darkness, but now are you light in the Lord, so walk as children of what? Of knowledge. For the fruit of the Spirit is in all goodness and righteousness and truth, proving what is acceptable unto the Lord. And don't have any fellowship with the unfruitful works of darkness, but rather reprove them, for it's a shame even to speak of those things which are done of them in secret." But all things that are reproved are made manifest by the light, and whatsoever does make manifest becomes what? Light. So therefore, awake. Wake up. Wake up to God's way of doing things. Wake up to God's way of finances. Wake up to God's way of not worrying and, and using your authority and faith. Wake up, for God's sakes, he says, because I've given you the knowledge here. I want you to have the knowledge here. It's been given to you. Stop seeking knowledge in places where you don't get any knowledge anyway. You do so many things, just bang around your feelings and emotions. That ain't going to help you when the time comes. Get in that Word of God and find out what God has said about every situation in your life. And you have somebody on the inside called the Spirit of what? truth. He's in there. What is he trying to do? He's trying to lead you and to guide you into all. Why? Because he leads you and guides you into the word. You get the knowledge of the word. It brings the truth to you and the truth shall make you. See, it's just a process in every single area of your life. So uh, I'm getting more free every day in, in divine health. I'm more free every day in walking in peace and joy. Catastrophes come in my life. They say, why aren't you worried? Because I know how to handle them. Why aren't you upset? I know how to handle them. Why are you like this? I know how to handle it. You just don't care. No, I've just got some knowledge in that situation, and I know how to handle that situation. Are you listening? So it's just basically the knowledge, and then you don't have to be afraid of things, basically, that come into your life because you've already got the knowledge of how to handle those things that are in your life. All right, go to John chapter 8. There's a lot of wisdom and knowledge in this this morning. Maybe take up another offering. What do you think, Ted? All right, John chapter 8, very important here. Look at verse 31. 
Oh, no, go back to verse 30. Jesus is preaching, and as he spoke these words, many did what? Believed on him. Then, now these are brand new believers, aren't they? Then said Jesus to the Jews which believed on him, If you continue in my word, you are my disciples indeed, and you shall know the truth, and the truth shall what? Make you free. All right, so here's Jesus. He's preaching. Some Jews, the light bulb finally goes on. He says, Poof, you just believed. He said, now I'm going to tell you what to do. Continue in what? Say it again, what? Now notice, there was no Ephesians at this time, no Philippians at this time, no Revelations at this time. There's even not, not this at this time. You understand, Jesus is walking. None of this stuff is printed yet. And Jesus tells them, if you'll just continue in what? My word. Now, what was Jesus' word all about? Kingdom of God. That's all he preached. So if you'll continue in his words about the kingdom of God, it will reveal to you the secrets of the mystery of the kingdom of God belong to you. They come to you through knowledge. All right, I've got keys someplace. I don't have them here. Yeah, let me get there. I've got keys. So the Bible says that basically uh, there's keys to the kingdom of God. How many know i got keys right here? Praise God. But if I don't have the knowledge of where this key goes, I don't have anything to do with the key. If I take this home and it doesn't work, and I take it to my office and it doesn't work, and I take it here and it doesn't work, i got the keys, but I don't have any knowledge of where the key goes, and that's what we've done in the church. We've got keys. We've got them, but you don't know which key goes to which door and how to use that key and how to live free in that area of your life. And feelings and emotions of religion will not help you. You can stand outside your, I can stand out my house when I get home today and say, Oh, Lord, open my door. I ask my door to open in Jesus' name. Open, open, open. I go to the key, and it's the wrong key. Jesus, help me open the door. How many you know all I need to do is get the knowledge of which key fits the lock, and I won't have to scream and holler at God anymore. I'll simply open the door and walk through the... Are you following me? So he has given us the knowledge of the keys of the kingdom, but how many know you've got to search for them a little bit? You've got to find out what they are. You've got to learn how to use those keys and discover what those keys, and all these keys come to you through knowledge. Say knowledge. So he says, you continue in my word, the word about the kingdom of God, and you study it, and you look at it, and you meditate on it. Pretty soon it's going to show you how to do everything in your life that needs to be done in your life. And here's the thing. The more knowledge you get, the more you are needed by other people. Nobody comes to somebody who don't know anything. They come to somebody that knows something. So as a pastor, basically, I have knowledge, and when people get in trouble with different things, they come to me. Most of them want a drive-through quick something. Pastor, just put your hand on me and say, come, Mama Shekela and our marriage is going to be just like this. Now, no, you need some knowledge, and the knowledge that I give you, you may not like, but if you receive the knowledge that I give you, which is from here, it will help your marriage. Are you following me? See? Well, I don't like that. He, it was just his fault. Well, I don't like that. It was just her fault. So what are we, what are we supposed to do, Pastor? You might as well go. Because I can't help you. I'm giving you the knowledge about what to do. You need to repent. You need to change. You need to repent. You need to change. You both need to change in your own lives. You both need to look at yourselves. Well, I don't like that. I don't care if you like it or not. It's the knowledge of God, praise God, and it's the knowledge that's going to change you. I cannot just yabba dabba do you into a great marriage. It doesn't work that way. I can't do those things, praise God. We'll pray for you, but a lot of times prayer is wasted because if you're going to remain ignorant, what's, what's the problem anyway? So what do you do? You look for somebody who's got knowledge in a situation. You see, if my car breaks down, I call Kenny. Why is that? Kenny's got knowledge in how to fix a car, how a car runs. I've got knowledge of how to put gas in the car. That's it. So when I get in trouble, I don't have the knowledge that he has, so I'm going to call him 
to come take care of my car. And how many know that makes him profit on the backside? You call him and have him do the car because basically he knows more than you and you're going to pay him to do what you don't have the knowledge to do basically. So you want him to do it in your life. Now, could I know how to do it? I could, couldn't I? Could I study and learn how cars operate and how to fix my own car? Yes, I probably could. But how many know sometimes it's easier to bless him with silver and gold than try to figure it out myself? <laughs> and did you ever try to do something you thought you had knowledge for but didn't quite have the knowledge? Yep, then you needed two mechanics. <laughs> one to undo what you did and another one to do something else in your life. Notice my life here. I'm a pastor. Say, I'm a pastor. As a pastor, basically, what do I do? I have knowledge in the Word of God. Why do you come here? You don't come here because I don't know nothing. Well, let's go to the church again to support him. He don't know a darn thing, but we need to go support him. No, it's because I have knowledge that you need in your daily lives. So knowledge has promoted me to this position. Are you following me? Just like mechanic knowledge has promoted him to a position there. And the only difference is he has knowledge of what he's doing. I mean, who in their right mind wants to pay a plumber $75 an hour to come fix your pipe? But you ain't got a choice if you don't know how to fix the pipe. And what's the difference? Knowledge. He's got knowledge of it. Well, it's the same way spiritually. As you get knowledge of everything in your life, the spiritual attacks of the enemy that come, you will be able to fend off. And there's been quite a few of them this week. I mean, there was under attack. You should close. You should close. You should open. You should close. You shouldn't open. You should open. You shouldn't close. You can, I mean, the voices are coming from all different sides, so I needed wisdom and knowledge in that situation, praise God. So I went to it, found out what I should do to keep in track with God and everything else, got all the information, and that's what I went to do, rather than just making a decision. See, sometimes we just decide, well, if I don't know what to do, I'll just do something. And sometimes that's not the best thing to do. Because once you dig yourself down in that hole, then you've got to climb out of that thing before it's done. So notice, knowledge was it. Jesus says, if you continue in my words, praise God. Hallelujah. Glory to God. All right, look at Revelations chapter 11. And this keeps you out of getting spiritually spooky. Because sometimes people come to you with a problem, and if you don't know the answer, you're going to try to get real spiritual and conjure up a word for them and try to give them a word that you think might help their problem, even though you don't have any knowledge of it. If you don't know what to do in their situation, it's simple. Say, I don't know. Check with somebody else. But if you have the knowledge, then, of course, it will be there for them at that time. Praise God. All right, Revelations chapter 11. Let's just look at verse 15. And the seventh angel sounded, and there were great voices in heaven, saying, The kingdoms of this world have become the kingdoms of Christ our Lord and of his Christ, and he shall reign how long? How long? So the kingdom we're in is not, is not a temporary kingdom like the kingdoms of this world. How many of you know that it is a kingdom that is going to reign? So all the knowledge that you get right now is good knowledge because this kingdom's not going to pass away. You may have lived in a different country for a while. They did say certain things that way there, and you went to that, and then you moved to the United States, became a citizen, and everything they did over there was different, and you did everything different, so you had to keep changing knowledges. Here you don't. Once you get knowledge of a kingdom that's going to last forever, you have revelation of that, and you can walk into that. Go back to Revelations chapter 5. 
And this is basically, as a kingdom person and as the kingdom of God in your life, your job is to acquire knowledge and wisdom and understanding and take it out to the people in the world who are still blinded by the little G-O-D of this world who don't understand that God loves them, that God wants to forgive their sins, that God wants them in the kingdom of God, that God wants to heal them, that God wants to bless them, that God wants to do all these things. You're the traveling kingdom of God to reveal that to people because they do not know that. Half the people in church who's been there 40 years don't know anything about God or about his deliverance or anything else. So you have an opportunity to deliver knowledge. So what am I going to do? I'm going to deliver them the light of the knowledge to get rid of their ignorance of darkness. And the more they receive, sometimes they receive, sometimes they don't, but a lot of times they do, especially if they're in a situation where they're tired of being there. If you lived in the same place in bondage for year after year after year after year, pretty soon you want to hear something, and you'll do it even if it's wrong, just to do something. So basically, your knowledge is there. So the more knowledge I acquire, I can give you. The more I give you, you can go out and take out. That's how the kingdom of God is going to expand, because all the knowledge and wisdom you're getting, you apply to your life, and you take it out, and you give it to other people who are out there, delivering them from their darkness. Glory to God. All right. Where are we at? Revelations 5, look at verse 10. And has made us unto God kings and priests, and we shall do what? We shall do what? We shall do what? Reign on the earth. So notice, it's talking about us. This is our goal, an everlasting kingdom, and sooner or later we are going to reign on the earth now and reign on the earth at a later date. This is what we're going to be doing, ruling and reigning by the kingdom of God and the power of God that's in our life on this earth. It belongs to us. And I mean, you know, we're going to do it with wisdom. We're going to do it with knowledge. We're going to do it with understanding. So basically, the more knowledge that you get, the more attractive you become to people who are ignorant because they want to walk in the light of the knowledge of the gospel. And there's people who basically, one I always think of is A.J., because if you know A.J. and you've been around him at all, the problem with A.J., and you know, he, I really feel bad for him, is he knows how to do everything. <laughs> and to most people, they would see that as a blessing. A.J. does not see that as a blessing. Because every time electrical work blows up, it's A.J. Every time this happens, plumbing problem, it's A.J. Every time the ceiling, it's A.J., it's A.J., it's A.J. Well, he got all that wisdom and knowledge that he's gathered up all this time. He may not be happy about it, but he does have it. And people know that he's got it. And once they know he's got it, guess what? You're going to get called, praise God, when they need something done that's in your life, see? And what's the difference between him and everybody else? It's not that God blessed him specially. It's simply that he's gained the knowledge and the wisdom of trial and error and doing it into a place where he knows how to do all these situations. Our sound man has wisdom and knowledge. He's just not back there flicking buttons. He's been back there a long time, and he looks at that stuff. He studies the equipment. He knows what he's doing. He knows how loud he's walking around trying to find out. All those people back there are learning and knowledge every single day more and more stuff and we get to a point to where we're getting all this internet stuff and all this new stuff and God throws Cody in there hallelujah, hallelujah. and Patrick says good because my knowledge is here and I don't want to go into this knowledge over here so we'll push Cody over here and I'll just stay in my expert knowledge over here and then Cody do you see his knowledge is over here and then Ramona's back there and she's doing this and doing that and shaking around at the same time she does it all praise God well what is it They've gained knowledge. Ramona wasn't a specialist back there before she ended up back there. She just ended up back there. And she's learned, and she knows how to run it, and she knows how to do it, and she knows how to understand it. What is that? Knowledge. The difference is knowledge. Yet we want money, and we want to go after this, and we want to go after that. If you go after knowledge, I guarantee you, you will be fine. 
you will get paid for the knowledge that's revealed in your life because people need what you got and it's a way to live in your life and people to bless you in your life. Are you following me? So praise God, there's knowledge that we need to do, but you're only going to get that knowledge out of his words. I mean, study the four gospels, read the red. If you're in a hurry, just read all the red. Read what he says, apply it to your own life, think how it can change, and the knowledge will come into your life. And the more knowledge you get, the more educated you get, the more you'll be able to help more people in your life. Why would somebody in Africa who's that many miles away want to come after me for three years and just bug me and come after me? And Because they want to know what I know. Because what they know is only what they know, and they're not going any further with what they know, so they're living in what they know now, and it's not working. They want something more, more wisdom, more knowledge, somebody who's gained a little more knowledge, so they'll go to anything to get over there. Are you following me? So that's what it is in your own life, praise God. There's things that are in your life that you are a knowledge specialist on, but I want to be in the light of the glorious gospel in every single area of my life. I want to walk worry-free and fear-free, no matter what's taking place around me, no matter what befalls us or what comes against us, because the Bible basically talks about plagues in the last time. Do you know that? And you know what it says right after that? Let not your heart. I mean, that's all the wisdom. Now, that's wisdom. That's wisdom and knowledge in the situation we're going through right now. Not, well, I'll tell you what, avoid everybody by 9,642 feet. Walk it off before you do it. Don't breathe. Don't touch anything. Don't do this. Don't do this. How about just following God's first and just not going to be troubled with what's going on. Praise God. Hallelujah. I know how to handle the situation. I know what God's done. I've got authority. I've got power. And praise God, I'm going to use it in my life. Glory to God. And do it. Just apply what you know. Whatever God's given you knowledge on, whatever you've got wisdom on, apply it to your own life. Grow in that wisdom and knowledge and understanding. And then basically at that time, you'll be able to touch other people in your life. Knowledge is not enough. You need wisdom. You need the knowledge of what to do, then the wisdom of how to do it. That's why it always puts those together, wisdom, understanding, and knowledge. So basically, go after the Word of God. Seek the Word of God. Even what you're doing now, how many know you haven't arrived? Well, I've become perfect. I know everything about that. No, you don't. You don't know probably a little bit about that stuff. So we want to know. I'm going to study. I'm going to continue to study divine health. I'm going to study peace. I'm going to study joy. I'm going to study prosperity. I'm going to study these things. That's why we bring, you know, people in like Patrick who preaches for a whole month about finances. What's he trying to do? Give you more wisdom. Well, I don't need that teaching. I don't need it. It ain't going to help me. Well, you're right. If you don't come and don't participate, it's definitely not going to help you in those situations. So. But basically, you can grow in that knowledge. There's never an end to God's stuff. How many know you can't exhaust God? Nope, you can't do it. So go after the Word. That's the most important thing. Get knowledge. Get understanding. Get wisdom in every single area of your life. Remove the darkness that's in your life. You don't need prayer that much. You need more wisdom and knowledge to come into the knowledge of the truth because when you get in the truth, the truth will do what? It will set you more and more free each and every area of your life. Praise God. Hallelujah. To hear more dynamic words, go to mytcbc.com. You can also find us on Facebook and YouTube. So remember to seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things shall be added unto you.